Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. The Visibility Factor podcast is brought to you in part by the 90-Day Visibility Breakthrough Accelerator Program. Do you believe deep down inside that you can have a bigger career, but you don't know how to get there? You can keep doing what you're doing, but what if there is a better way that could accelerate your progress? This 90-day program is a powerful experience that is unique to you and provides dedicated time to focus on your specific challenge. It gives you the time to develop big ideas and plans to execute them, including the tools, resources, and motivation needed for success. Hundreds of clients have used this same program to take them to the next level in their career and to create a better life. Join me in a 90-day experience that focuses on challenges like creating a strategic plan, how to lead an organizational change, or prepare for a career transition. This dedicated time will help you see new possibilities, recognize your strengths, and take away key insights that can be leveraged immediately. Are you ready to create a breakthrough for yourself? If you're interested in learning more, visit susanmbarber.com forward slash visibility breakthrough accelerator for more information and to sign up for the program. I look forward to seeing you there. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. This is Sue Barber, your host. I'm thrilled today to bring Kim Brundage here, and she is going to be sharing with us all about personal brand, getting your picture taken in a way that's really just all about being authentic and you. And she's an amazing photographer, and she travels around the U.S. in an RV, which I can't wait to hear more about as well. Where in the world are you right now, Kim Brundage? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Sue. I'm in Custer State Park in Custer, South Dakota. Wow, that's amazing. I love, well, I want to ask you more about that, but I'd love for you to give a little bio of yourself and how you have started in this world of photography. Well, thank you. Well, I've always wanted to be a photographer since I was a young person and I just squelched it. You know, I think maybe most of your listeners can relate to that. They have a dream and they squelch it and they squelch it. And that dream just got louder and louder in me. But in that meantime, like you, I was in the corporate world and I worked for Fortune 500 companies and in healthcare. And so I learned so much about being in that world and about branding and about marketing. That was where my roles. So I'm able to mirror that. I was finally, you know, released myself from this burden of squelching it because that takes a lot of energy. And I mirror those, I bring those two together, the photography and the personal branding and um, create beautiful images for people so they can show up, get noticed, be visible and engage with their clients. I love that. It's so interesting to me, you know, just as I've been a coach, how many people have these dreams when they're young and they either are talked out of them or someone tells them they're too big for them. And so they just immediately do something safe or that someone else is doing that they think is safe. Yeah. So common. It's really sad. Mm -hmm. What do you think would have happened had you pursued it earlier? Would anything have been different for you had you not worked in corporate and just immediately went into photography? 
I know. I think about that. I wish there, you know, I could see the two (laughs) tracks, you know, but I, you know, I'm really grateful for my corporate experience. It gives me a level of professionalism that I see other entrepreneurs that don't have the corporate experience bring and the organization and just the way you think so that you can relate. And so I think there's a lot of people like us that were in the corporate world and that are now doing our dream job. We're very relatable and we can relate to them as well. So I see it as a huge blessing to have that experience. So was there some pivotal moment that made you say it's time to go? (laughs) Well, it was so interesting because I was working at a big financial um, corporation in in Richmond, Virginia, and they really um, embraced entrepreneurs. So they weren't like, no, you only have to do this job. And so I would come in after the weekend and show people my, the images I captured. And they're like, Kim, you should be doing this full time. I'm like, no, I can't make any money. I can't do this. And then, um, you know, that I would talk to people about photography, any chance I'd get. And this one, um, gentleman that I'll never forget. He, and I just celebrated my 12 year anniversary last Sunday. And he said, all right, I'm tired of this. You're going to make this a real thing. And I'm going to send you all the links to sign up for your federal, state and county and become real Kim Brunish photography. And he did. And so I sat down on a Saturday afternoon, you know, it doesn't cost a lot to become your own LLC, but it just like all that. And so he made it easy for me and so I did it. And then um, a couple of years later, I got laid off from that corporation. And I'm like, all right, this is it. This is the universe telling me it's time to go for it. And so I did. And here I am 12 years later. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I saw your anniversary. Congratulations on 12 years. That's Thank huge you. right there. That's Thank amazing. You. I love that he made it easy for you so you wouldn't talk yourself out of it at that moment. Right. Yes. (laughs) So easy to do. So what do you think has been the biggest challenge of having your own business, especially in photography, and the biggest win, biggest thing you've loved about it? Um, So the biggest win, because that one's easy to start with, is just, um, you know, allowing myself to do what I love to do. And, you know, really embracing that because I kind of, you know, tentatively put my foot in and then, you know, that voice just gets louder inside of you do this more and you just realize how happy you are that you get to do what you love. And the biggest challenge, I think, is having to do it all yourself. So, you know, as you know, you've got to do the accounting, you've got to do the marketing, you've got to do all these things that you need to do. So you really need to ask for help at some point soon to be more successful, whether that's a business coach um, is really key to helping you see the big picture and moving forward or getting that VA or getting that accountant to do your taxes. Mm -hmm. You know, like, have you seen that grid? I'm sure you have where like things I love to do, things I don't like to do so much, things I don't like to do and things I hate to do. And like that hate to do bucket, you need to send out. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely have a lot of those in the don't look to do bucket and I need to send them away too, for sure. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's good to to go through that exercise. I love that. Right. So a lot of people that I know, Mm -hmm. you either have people who love to get their picture taken Mm -hmm. or people who 
don't love to get their picture taken. So how do you help people who don't love to get their picture taken see the benefit of doing something like this with you? Yes. So I would say the majority of people do not like having their picture taken. And a lot of people will tell me that they rather have a root canal than have their picture taken, which just like baffles me because, but I understand it because, you know, I was that person that did not like to get my picture taken and it's a very vulnerable experience. The light bulb moment went off for me when I started photographing myself, I started, you know, practicing. And once I understood the lighting and posing, then that's when the light bulb went off. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do for people. This is my mission. This is my why. So having that mission is really important, I think, in the entrepreneurial journey too. And um, so I look at, okay, what can I do to help them feel comfortable and show up as their best? So I have a team that does the hair and makeup, gets you camera ready. I have a wardrobe stylist that helps you figure out your wardrobe because that's really key you know, it's like, what do I wear? What accessories do I wear? What shoes do I wear? And then we um, normally with a branding session, we do a pre-branding consult. And we talk about all the things that how you're going to use your images and how you can use your images. I have a whole list of all the great places you can put your images. And you know, it's really important about these images is that you want to show up as your authentic self and you're building that no like, and trust. As you build that no like, and trust through your images, people are more likely to work with you. So, um, you know, I think for me, you know, as people working with me that they know that I've gone through that experience too, of being vulnerable and not wanting my picture taken. And then, you know, I show them immediately soon after the back of the camera and they're just surprised. And the people that are the biggest, you know, I hate having my picture taken. I'm going to break your camera. I'd rather have a root canal are the ones that have the most fun. So it's so cool to see that transformation and the light bulb go off because we all want to feel beautiful. We all have our unique beauty. The people that know us and love us, they see our beauty, but we can't see our beauty because we've been so brainwashed by society trying to get us to buy these products and that, you know, the beauty industry is a multi-billion dollar industry and keeps growing. And, you know, you need to buy this for your hair to shine and this for your face to glow. And, you know, it's just, you know, anti-aging this and anti-aging that, you know, you see it all and it just, (laughs) it seeps into you. And so you don't ever feel good enough as a person, man or woman, because you're not this, this, and this, and this. And I try to focus on, what is beautiful and bring that out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that is 100% true for sure. And I think there's also a lot of people who struggle with imposter syndrome in, you know, just in general and with whatever they may be doing. So I was wondering, do you, have you seen connection between them not wanting to get their picture taken and they aren't really totally secure being a leader in a business or an entrepreneur yet. And it's still new to them. Have you seen some of that happening for people too? Yes, I have seen that happen for them. And having creating a beautiful image of themselves helps them show up and step into themselves. Like I've taken headshots for executives have been laid off and they've been laid off for months and months and months and then producing a great headshot for them. It helps them put themselves out there more. And then because they're proud of that and then they get the job. So it's like, it helps that 
mindset shift. Like, yeah, I am good. I can, you know, offer these great skills to, and, you know, be a value add to the company because it's hard when you get laid off, you know, it's a kick in the stomach. Yep. Definitely hurts your confidence for sure. Yeah. And I know that you do a lot of sessions in person in Richmond where you originally from. Mm -hmm. So Yes. What is that experience like if somebody wanted to come and they're near Richmond and wanted to, because you do like open sessions, right? Where people can sign up to come. Yeah, I do headshot parties. And um, that's when we do like a mini kind of a branding session where you come in and you meet the wardrobe stylist. You bring two or three outfits and she helps you decide which outfit is best. And I ask everyone, what are your three to five words you want to convey? They set that intention. So, you know, those words are going to help influence your everything from your hair and makeup and wardrobe to how I pose you. And that helps people focus on those words and not just the camera. And, um, (laughs) and then they go through the process of getting their hair and makeup done. And then I photograph them. And what is really important in my process is I show them their images right after. And if there's anything they want to tweak then we tweak it. It's I'm a very collaborative photographer and not a transactional photographer. And we've all had the transactional photographers where they just want to get done. And I want to really uplift you, empower you to show up as your best so you can show up with as your best for the camera and have a great headshot that you're really proud of. That's a good word I was going to ask you about. What do you think the difference is between what you're doing and other photographers? So is it primarily that they just see it as, you know, I've got to take 50 shots of you and then I'm going to be done and move on. Is that kind of the difference? Yeah. The more the transactional where I'm the collaborative and, you know, if my team has an idea, if the client has an idea, like, yeah, let's try it. And I think that's where the magic shows up. And we, you know, I see it as play too. And I bring that energy to it. And I think the clients pick up on that and that's where they have some fun too. And it's not a serious thing. It's a, you know, playful thing. Let's try this. And you got to know what photography's dirty little secret is. Do you know what photography's dirty little secret is? I do not. (laughs) So you've got to take lots of images to get the images, the image you want. And so Mm. like some people were like, they took you know, three shots of me or 20 shots of her. So she must've been so much harder. It's like, no, it's just, that's how it goes. Sometimes, sometimes I take a picture of someone and the very first shot is the money shot. I call it the money shot. Um, because that's the one they, they, you know, get with their package they buy. But, um, you know, you really want a strong anchor image that you can use for your email profile and your contact information and your business card and your social media. You want that consistent look and feel across the different avenues. And so people recognize you quickly. So how do you know it's the money shot? Like what tells you it's the money shot? Oh my goodness. That's a great question. I've never been asked that. It's just like you're like all, everything shows up that you want to show up in those three to five words you want to convey. I mean, they must know it then to be able to show it to you right away. I do love that though. I love that you're using the words because I use the words to help people see themselves differently as well to make a shift. And I never thought about it from a photography standpoint. So that's, that's really incredible. I think that's a great way to do it. So 
you're now traveling all over the U.S. How is that working with your photography business? Are you traveling to people to take pictures or are they coming to you? I've done both. I've done both. So I let people know I'm, you know, this is my direction of travel and people will hire me on the way. But mostly I get my business from my home state, home you know, city of Richmond. And I just really love the opportunity to be able to go back home. I'm going back at the end of October again, late October, and really looking forward to seeing the change of seasons in Virginia and my friends and clients. And it's just such an honor to be able to go back. So what led you to wanting to travel by RV for a decent amount of time throughout the year? Yes. Well, yeah, we sold everything in Richmond and we decided to hit the road during COVID because we discussed doing this when we retired. We decided life's so short. We've had friends that are younger than us that have passed away, unfortunately, and you know nothing's guaranteed. So we decided that, yeah, let's do this and you know kind of figure it out as we go along, just like everyone does in their real life too. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's been quite the adventure and uh, meet different types of people and and just have the opportunity to see such beautiful different landscapes. So it's been a real pleasure to do this, a real privilege. That's amazing. So how long have you been doing it? You started during COVID then or after? Mm -hmm. So we've been doing it, it'll be three years in November. Wow. So what has been the biggest surprise and what has been the biggest challenge of that experience for you? I think the biggest challenge is like this whole lifestyle is set up for retired people and not people that are still working. (laughs) So um, it's been a little bit harder (laughs) to manage um, than I anticipated to be Mm -hmm. quite transparent. And, um, you know, you've got technology today is one of the wonderful surprises. And we have Starlink that we use so we can connect anywhere we are. And that's been awesome. And then I never thought I would say Walmart is a good thing to have because I, you know, there's consistent Walmart, which means consistent, you know, items that you can buy and get your pharmacy. So I never thought I would say Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you never know. You never know when a Walmart can be handy for you. (laughs) That's right. You never know in Walmart. But like this, the greatest surprise is like just the wildlife. And then like we have bison, bull bisons that come to our campground. And there was like four to six that just converge in the evening and just start grazing right by our campground. And they're really polite. It's so funny because like if your truck is coming or your car is coming, they'll wait to cross the road until Aww, your car goes by. So, cute. <laughs> so they're so polite. They're so sweet. But you know, you don't pet the fluffy cows mm. is the motto. You know, you don't get too close because they're big and dangerous yeah. and unpredictable, but they just seem so docile and, and sweet. But so that's been, you know, such a joy. And especially for me being a photographer, I also do landscape mm. photography for my own fun and um, creativity. And that's been so yeah. fun to be able to do that. I love that because I am not a pro photographer in any way, but my father took pictures and had his own, you know, dark room and everything growing up. And so we grew up around oh, cool. all of that stuff. And 
my sister and I had no choice but to be the models mm-hmm. all the time. So we, got, we kind of got yes. just used to getting our yes. pictures taken on a regular basis. My mother was not thrilled about that. So she was oh, the one good. saying behind the camera all the time. Oh. <laughs> So where do you think you're going to take your business next? Like what is is the plan to continue to do what you're doing or something else? Yes, I want to continue absolutely love this lifestyle. I love the you know time with my husband, more time with my husband. We really enjoy being with each other. And just trying to hone that in more like trying to do it on the road more and more, um, you know, connecting with businesses, connecting with people. I'll be in Phoenix, Arizona this winter, and then I'll be in the Denver, Colorado next summer. Um, it's been more challenging than I would have liked because, you know, people want to work with someone that's in the area, not someone that's coming through the area, even though we stay there for five months. Um, and, mm. You know, I have big dreams and big goals and would love to be, you know, highly in demand, right? And just, you know, working on that to make that happen, trying to figure that all out still. You know, I think that that as long as people know your plan and can meet you, I know some other coaches who actually travel a lot mm-hmm. and they'll just say, I'm going to be in your area and meet with you. Yeah. You know, set up a weekend or coffee or whatever time they yeah. have available for people and it's almost kind of like this little game, like, where's this coach, right? Right. <laughs> where's he going to be today? Right? Yes. So yes. You, make it, you can make it fun. Yes. And I love that you said you want your business to be fun and playful. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that a lot of people don't do. Mm-hmm. So is that something you really thought about from the beginning? Like, this is I how did. I want my business so to be. So my three words are authentic, beautiful, and playful. Oh, Love that. Yeah. So I want to, so sh- you know, I want to show people their beauty and the the world the beauty, right? And I always want to be authentic and transparent. And so a lot of photographers don't put their pricing on their website. I have all my pricing on my website because I just want to be completely transparent. I don't want any gotchas. I won't. Um, do any marketing where I have the foot in the door, like only work with me for $99. And then I hope to upsell them to a, (laughs) you know, $5 million, you know, that kind of thing. I won't Mm -hmm. do that. It'd be like, this is my package. This is what you get. And if you want to buy more images, you already know how much it's going to cost. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. I just want it to be completely upfront and transparent. Like I said, so, um, yeah. And yeah, infusing that play. And you know, like if you're in front of that computer all day, you get kind of crabby <laughs> by a certain point right. <laughs> and your productivity goes down. So you really need to take that break, be playful, do something fun and, you know, use a different region of your brain. And it's hard mm-hmm. because I always want to do the to-do list. Oh, I got to get this done. Oh, maybe if I can get this one more thing done. But you just got to break away and yeah. go have fun. And yesterday I broke away and I I didn't plan on doing this, but I took some more self-portraits and I played with putting flowers around my lens to create a different framing for myself. And it was a little bit harder than uh-huh. I thought, but it was turned out turned out good and it gave it a little soft bokeh in the foreground. So it was cool. Yeah, you get to experiment with yourself and create new things for people, right? Right, so. right. Yes, yeah. Because it's really important to show up, you know, with pictures of yourself and not just that, just have that one image. You want to have multi-images, so a bank of marketing assets, I call them, 
so that you can um, mm-hmm. build that know, like, and trust and that familiarity, which um, does the other neat stat I have is that, did you know your brain processes 60,000 times faster than text? <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so fast. So that's why images, you know, you have heard a picture says a thousand words. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's true because your brain processes and that's why symbols are so important. You know, the international stop sign, you know, if you're in a different country, that's a stop sign. And, you know, no matter what language is on it, you know, you need to stop there. So mm. it's, that's why emoticons are really popular because we can say it so much faster with an image. And that's mm-hmm. why branded portraits are so important for your marketing outreach. Hmm. That's really cool. What do you recommend in terms of like people doing branding photos inside versus outside? Or do you feel like both are okay? I think both are okay. I love the environmental look. It's just harder to control the lighting necessarily or the weather on the outside portraits. That's the biggest variable. But other than that, you're good. And then sometimes with the outside too, you have to worry about if there's people walking around in the background. So do you have any any advice for someone who's trying to do some photos for themselves? If they are ready to work with you at some point, but you're not going to be close enough for them to do it and they need photos, what are some top tips that you have for people? So I have a whole um, resource on my website on how to take self-portraits with your phone. And yeah, because I really want people to live their dream and have these images. And so um, there's a lot of, you know, work with the camera angles makes a big difference, as you know, and height and lighting makes a big difference. So I have all those um, tips available on my website and they're under resources. Well, that's awesome. Everybody go grab them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean, our our children seem to know how to do it. No problem. But um, yes, they always want to just take the phone away from me and do it themselves, which is totally fine with. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They just seem to have a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They started young. We didn't have the internet. They did. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We're a little behind. We're trying to catch up. (laughs) I'm trying to catch up. But if you think about it, your first impression matters so much. And a lot of times, you know, your LinkedIn profile, you know, and other things, your business card could be your first impression. So that's why it's important to take control of it. I love that because when I talk to people about how they're showing up, you know, in front of others, what kind of personal brand they have, one of the things I'll say to them, it kind of matters what you say Mm -hmm. about yourself. And then it also matters you know, the impression of, you know, like it or not, people are going to make a judgment of some sort just seeing you. And that's going to yes. take about less than two seconds for them yes. to do that. So I think it's mm-hmm. important um, in person mm-hmm. or in pictures to be able to demonstrate the brand that you really want. Yes. So I love that you're doing that. Yeah, really crucial. I know that I've seen a lot of your pictures and you're also doing things with like smaller businesses and taking pictures of people there. Can you talk a little bit about that in case there's a business who might be interested in having you come yes. do it for their company. Yes, I work with dental practices and law firms and um, other small businesses. And, you know, we talk about what they want to convey with their images, what's important. Um, you know, like these uh, dental practices and law firms that can all be very intimidating for people to show up for. Mm-hmm. And so having those images really can bridge that gap and they, you know, potential clients can see where they work, what those, what their staff is like. 
it's really important to get a comprehensive look. And having that authenticity is so important because anyone can throw up a website anywhere from anywhere mm-hmm. and call it whatever they want and you could be led. And so the, having those images brings that authenticity that otherwise wouldn't come. Because when you see stock photos, you know that they're stock photos versus images that were created for that business. So that mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. And if having that authenticity really helps people decide whether to buy from you. If they don't feel that authenticity, then they're not going to buy from you. Yeah, that makes sense. How often do you recommend people get more pictures taken of themselves, especially for social media? Yeah, I think that, you know, if you're whatever level you are, and I have a visual brand quiz that you can take um, also on my website, but um, you, every two years or less, and it just depends on how much you're using content. Some people do it every three months just to build that content calendar. Um, other people do it six mm-hmm. months, a year, build it out. But um, having that, those images is really important. Like you'll go on some people's Instagram and all you see is images of them. <laughs> right, true. Right? They're doing it every so, day. <laughs> um, they're doing it every day or uh, or maybe for themselves or they went to someone and they you know got 30, 50 images that they can just use and spit out. So it really... Um, the number one way to increase engagement and your social media is having images of yourself. And you can increase your engagement by 62% if you have an animal in the picture. I do believe that's true because when I posted our dogs on Instagram, I got a huge (laughs) influx of people looking for sure. And I thought, well, here's the key. You just have to have the dogs in the picture. (laughs) Right. Yes, it's true. It's true. Yeah. People love yeah. animals and there's a good yeah, reason that's for awesome. it, right? So cool. I didn't and, know the percentage yeah. was that high though. That's impressive. So one other question, what do you think is the biggest challenge yeah. today that we face in social media for anybody who's trying to use it? Pictures, a lot of people talk about video, a lot of people talk about you know, like the next thing that's probably mm-hmm. coming down the path. What is your perspective on that from, from all the things that you've seen and the people that you've worked with? Yeah, great question. I, you know, I think you need some video and you definitely need the images. You know, some pe- sometimes people are in the mindset to watch videos and some people are in the mindset just to see images because you do process images so much quicker than text or video, obviously. And so you want a nice mixture of both. You want to have a marketing strategy that appeals to both. You know, I think that there's social media fatigue out there definitely. And so personally, you need to manage like how much you decide to invest in that. Um, and you're going to want those images. You're going to want video for your website also, but you're going to want those images for your about page and, uh, you know, contact me page and sprinkled throughout mm-hmm. with your, if you have a team and, because people are quick. They want to be in and out. They want to get the information they're looking for. And again, those images, they're going to process them 60,000 times faster than text. So they're really key. And if they want more information, then they'll look at your video. I love that you talked about the website because we didn't talk about that. So that is uh, something that someone had told me to like have a video on the front page so that they can start to see and hear from you right away. And, and I did do that. So... 
Love all of that. Uh, Anything else you want to share with the audience that I didn't ask you about? I just, I think it's important for people to Google themselves. Um, Sometimes we don't take the time to Google ourselves and see what images show up related because we'll get tagged on different things. And, you know, we want to be able to control our impression. So if there's an image that you don't want out there, then you can work to get that off. If it's not flattering, you know, other people that may take pictures of us may not have that lens of looking at it, like what's flattering and what's not flattering. And um, it's good to, you know, take two minutes quarterly and just Google yourself. I am going to share all of the information about your website and all the links to your social media on our notes. But right now I'm going to transition us into what I call the rise up and be visible quick tips. So these are four questions that I ask every guest on the show. So the first one, what is visibility? If you can fill in the blank and then tell me why you answered that way. So a quick um, saying is I've heard is if you're not being seen, you're not selling. And so if you're not visible, Mm. you're not selling. And we need to put food on the table and being visible, um, visually, audibly, and written form is really important part of your brand. And um, of course, visually to me is the strongest one. I agree with that. So what are you doing to be visible? (laughs) I am posting consistently on social media. I put out my um, twice a month newsletter. I um, also make sure I show up on LinkedIn. I create my LinkedIn newsletter that goes out every Thursday or Friday, Thursday usually. Um, And, um, you know, you make sure you network and you connect with people and you Mm -hmm. um, try to make a difference for them and see how you can help out and support them. Yeah, love that. What is the best leadership or career advice you received? I think the best leadership advice I received was figure out how you can be a servant leader. Think about, don't make it all about you. Make it about them and see what you can do to help them and be supportive and think in that way. Yeah, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? So many people don't do that, but I love that. What is a book you would recommend to the audience? Stolen Focus is one that I really enjoyed reading um, and talked about how our brains were just pulled in so many different directions. And we also do it to ourselves like, oh, I've got a few minutes here while I'm waiting for that. So let me just check social media. And um, so lately for the last year, I've been meditating for an hour in the morning and then journaling and giving myself two hours of quiet time and strategic time to think about, you know, wow, I want to create my day because we all create our own reality and what do we want that to look like? So I'm Mm -hmm. working on being more purposeful. I love that. I'm a huge fan of the morning routine and you have some beautiful landscapes to uh, look at when when you're doing that. I can only imagine what's coming out for you when you're looking at all of that just beautiful landscape every single day. That's amazing. Yes. Oh, yes. so cool. So, lucky. so cool. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people are, are doing that. So I'm sure people might want to reach out to you and just hear about your adventures, you know, traveling in an RV and how that's yeah. going and might want to learn from you on that as well. I have some friends who are doing it too, and yeah. they just absolutely love 
the convenience of just being able to go wherever they want to go and be mm-hmm. in different places. Yes. Yes. Tiny home on wheels. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Well, yes. thanks so much for being here, Kim. I really, I learned a lot today. Thank I know you. the audience did too. Um, and I will share all of her information. So if you're in the Richmond area when she's there or wherever she might be, uh, follow her on LinkedIn because she does a nice job of talking about where she's going to be so that people can uh, hopefully connect with her and check out her website and all her free resources that she shared. I think those are amazing. I didn't know you had those there, so I'm going to check them out myself. Yes. That's so cool. Okay. Yay. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right. Thanks everybody for joining today on the Visibility Factor Podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor Podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor Podcast.